When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Very shortly, we're going to be talking to Tony Johnson, the man out of Sky Sport, great rugby man. If you've got any questions for TJ, we'll have him for a little while. Um, <clears throat> on the rugby season, uh, I really want to talk to him about uh, the coaching situation, when should New Zealand, not not necessarily the who, but the, the jockeying of position on international scene for coaches is quite amazing. And, of course, we do have the New Zealand Rugby Awards coming up uh, this time next week. Well, next Thursday night. Um, but he's on the line now, Tony Johnson, the great man. G'day, TJ. Hiya, Staffy. Uh, there's so many things to talk about because we haven't got a game to talk about as such. So I just, if we could, just walk through the season. We've had time to reflect. It's been a tumultuous, emotional year for the fans. Probably got a little bit too emotional sometimes, but they always say that's because we care. The All Blacks season. Um, everyone's been giving it C's and B's and all that sort of thing. I guess the big question is, are we in a better position now than we were at the start of the year? Well, we've certainly uh, got a better coaching staff than we had at the beginning of the year. Uh, that What was happening, it just wasn't working, uh, which is, you know, it's a shame for the people involved because, you know, I know um, the, the guys concerned, they're good, good people, um, but something had to be changed. I mean, there was that uh, sort of watershed moment that around the test match in Johannesburg where I think they were, you know, on the verge of making the, the, the big change that uh, Scott Robertson had been approached. There was talk that if they hadn't won that test, then, then there would have been the big change. But I think that, that they did uh, alter those positions. I think clearly bringing uh, Jason Ryan into the mix has had uh, a very positive effect. Uh, and, and from there on in, um, I think if it wasn't for that last 10 or so minutes and the meltdown at Twickenham, I think we'd probably say that things didn't turn out too bad. But I guess those, those last two, 10 minutes uh, just opened up a, or knocked the scab off a couple of old wounds and, and left us with this feeling of uncertainty. But, but judged on, based on what I've seen, um, you know, this year, I would say the All Blacks, I, I think they're still uh, a, a chance at winning the World Cup. Uh, you know, obviously there are things that need to improve um, and, you know, that, that are pretty obvious about, you know, what happened in, in the last 10 minutes of Twickenham, but also, you know, greater consistency needed from certain players. Um, but, you know, it's not as bad as it was, you know, setting out to be, it, it could have been a, a, a really, possibly a worst, it had the potential to be the worst ever year uh, for the All Blacks. It turned out to be not that. Uh, there were signs of promise, there were some good performances, but still obviously uh, improvements needed ahead of next year's World Cup. And I can never remember a time when there's been so much talk about international coaching appointments and do they change now, who's available. There's all this talk, there's PVAC, there's Robertson, there's Warren Gatlin, there's Eddie Jones, there's been Ian Foster, there's Dave Rennie. It's it's a massive conversation going on, but the question, TJ, is it sounds like 
England are close to making a move. Maybe Wales again. And um, Scott Robertson floating around without a gig. Do you think New Zealand rugby need to come out and say what's happening coaching? Can they? Should they? Will they? Well, the thing is, if they were to come out now, it would be to say, you know, we, we've put it in place that Scott Robertson takes over the All Blacks uh, at the end of the World Cup. And I don't think you can do that. Mm. You've got to have a due process because there are other names in the mix. And I've all along, you know, I, I really like the potential and the combination of uh, Jamie Joseph and Tony Brown. Uh, you know, I'd love to see them part of the mix going forward. Um, or I, I think, you know, they could be a very valuable part of the mix. Uh, I, I agree that, you know, Scott Robertson has a compelling case to be the all-black coach. And I think the worry has got to be is that someone else is going to make the move first mm. and the rest of it's going to be like a, a stack of dominoes. Uh, and and I, I suppose that's the situation that New Zealand rugby finds itself in. And it, 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 it's irksome, really, that the whole year next year, which is supposed to be about the World Cup, you're going to have this massive side issue uh, because of the uncertainty in England and in Wales and in Australia and in New Zealand, you, you've got this whole other storyline going on, uh, w- which is not at all helpful when you're trying to win the World Cup or trying to build and w- win a World Cup. Yeah, I, the thing for me is um, the next, the All Black coach after the World Cup is either Foster or Robertson. It, it, I, I can't see any. Well, no, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think that's the case. Surely there are other contenders as well, and I've just mentioned two of them. But that's—I think we're always looking for simple answers to complex questions, and it takes us back to the sort of the Graham Henry v. Robbie Dean scenario, doesn't it? And also uh, it assumes that Ian Foster will want to keep going in the job. So I—I mm. I don't know. You can't—you um, can't sort of rush the decision, but by the same token, uh, there's got to be a fear. Uh, that the you know the decision will in part be made by things that are going on elsewhere, and this is where you know Razor Robertson finds himself in this position where it would appear that he has two or three prospects. He's not exactly playing it all down, um, and and so again this, this becomes this huge side issue in the most you know in this year of years that is the most important year of of the cycle, isn't it? It, it really is. And um, I, I'd imagine Scott Robertson would like a decision. He'd like to know what he is doing post-Crusaders or if he could get out of the Crusaders if England said, we want you right now, come right now, they'd probably buy him out of his Crusaders contract, that sort of thing. It's I've never known so much speculation globally, TJ. Yeah, but you're, you're also assuming that he's not top of England's list. Yeah. And... and when I see a name like Steve Borthwick, who I, you know, he's a terrific coach. He's in the mix as well. Ronan O'Gara in the mix. There's talk of Robertson and O'Gara. Um, it's not exactly helping England either, um, <laughs> by the way. Uh, but I wouldn't assume that he's necessarily uh, top of England's wish list. I mean, I, have they even got that far? Have they even got that far into discussions? Um, and, and, you know, I, but is it by the same token, much as I... I think they've prevaricated over a lot of important issues. I just don't think New Zealand rugby can just come out right now and say Scott Robertson will be the all-black coach after the next World Cup. Mm. Um, Because it seems to me that that's what people want to hear. Yeah, they're not not going to hear that. I don't see how they can do that. Mm. Uh, I'm hearing that England are making an announcement tomorrow. Uh, Well, Friday 
England time, so probably maybe Saturday morning New Zealand time, and it's either going to be Eddie Zayas or making a change. And uh, it'll be fascinating to see because uh, you're right. Once one domino falls, they will fall quick, and it'll be fascinating oh, to sit back yeah. and watch. I'll be surprised if they if they fire Eddie Jones at this point. I know that there's a massive campaign going in there, and I always said it, you know, when he got the job, that they would love him until they hated him. Yeah. And when they hated him, it was all going to be on, and and he's you know he's copping so much, and I think he deserves to as well. I don't think he's developed this England team at all. I think they're going backwards. But dare they make that decision? I don't. And the other thing, too, is who would want to take on that role? If you're Scott Robertson, do you think you can turn England around and turn them into something else uh, with what was one Six Nations campaign mm. uh, and virtually, you know, a, a couple of friendlies? Uh, because there's not going to be much going on in, in, uh, in June, July of next year uh, because it's a World Cup year. Do you, would you, do you take that on, really? I don't. Hell no. And I don't know well, if he would either. Yeah, you know. You're basically setting yourself up. You're inheriting something that, you know, as I say, should have been dispatched by the All Blacks, were dispatched last week at Twickenham, and there's just something rotten in the whole thing. So you really think you take that job on as a short-term thing? Mm. And also the the speculation that um, Owen Farrell's looking at going back to Wigan next year, which would be flipping amazing. Oh, well, yeah, I tell you what, go, go for your life, mate. Yeah, not a lot. I'd I find uh, he's done some great things for England, but but I yeah, I'm not a fan. Good man, not go a great. Yeah, um, New Zealand Rugby Awards will be fantastic next week. I always enjoy the celebration of um, the national game, and, I, and I'm looking through some of the nominees. And the first one I landed on actually was the age grade player of the year, and it's a real advertisement for the for the future of rugby in New Zealand. When you get George Bell from Canterbury, Peter Luckey, who I thought was fantastic for Wellington, and Carlos Spencer's son Peyton Spencer, out of Auckland. There's some good youngsters in there. Oh, yeah, and there were more than those three as well. And this is the difficult job that you have, uh, is whittling down a whole lot of contenders. I mean, obviously, in some of the categories, and look, I, I better sort of uh, make full disclosure here, Staffy. I, I can't give away too much. I'm actually a, a convener of the panel, and you know, it's a privileged position. I've had it now for three years, and I'll tell you, it did, this year it, it, didn't get, it wasn't any easier. Obviously, some decisions more straightforward than others. Um, but there's a lot of thought goes into it, there's, there's input uh, you know, you, you, you seek advice from people um, outside it as well, so you've got a lot of information um, but you know, that was one where yeah, I think we've got three very, very exciting uh, contenders um, for, for that job and three tremendous prospects but, but mate, the list didn't stop there, I promise you. Mm. The other one that I was interested in um, where is it? Uh, gosh, now I've gone and blimmin' lost it it was a player, it was a, t- there it is, the team of the year, two Heartland teams, a super rugby team and an NPC team. It, it, it's massive for Nati Pro East Coast and South Canterbury to land in the final four of team of the year. I think it's great. Well, they were great stories, weren't they? Mm. Um, and and uh, you, you think about where Nati Pro East Coast have been um, and it, you know, it's kind of the story of their history, really, isn't it? They go through lean patches and suddenly they just hit a, a wonderful um, purple patch. So, you know, it was it was lovely um, to be able to um, have them in the mix. But also South Canterbury, you think about what they've done, unbeaten 
uh, again. Uh, they are such a great force uh, in, in the Heartland competition. And, I, you know, I think that it was the feeling of the panel that it was important to reflect that in, in, in the finalists. Um, just tell, and I know that as a convention, you can't give too much away, but just we can get an insight in, in, into the process and, the, and how you do it. Is, is it vote numbers? Is it discussion? You've got to have a strong argument. Is, uh, how's it like Super Rugby? Let's go Super Rugby Pacific Player of the Year. Will Jordan, Stephen Perifetta, Adi Savia. Wonderful, wonderful players. How as a group do you, gosh, delineate all of their form and their performances and come up with one? Well, the good thing is, is that, uh, you know, everyone uh, did their homework and we've got a good panel um, that um, um, Elliot um, Smith, uh, Honey Hitting Me Smiler, Ken Laban, uh, other members of the panel, you know, who you know, really um, studied everything uh, mm. exceptionally well. Um, you know, th- there are uh, every category has criteria. And I won't I won't go into that, but but these have been formed over the years, and and I've, I've been fortunate enough to be on the judging panel for over a decade now, I think. Um, and and you have strict criteria, for example, that you know you'd imagine the Tom French, um, which is is such an illustrious, such a yes. a, a, a sacred trophy, really. Um, that there are um, certain criteria that a player has to fulfil, and and some of it's about um, the way they conduct themselves. Um, and, and, you know, that, that all comes into it. Um, there are also, I might add, um, some riders that um, th- there's a certain requirement of, of players to present, um, uh, you know, a good image on and off the field. And so if anything happens off the field, um, that can often see a player being withdrawn from contention. Uh, that's not a decision that we make. That's a decision that's made for us. Uh, and the other thing, too, in, in the... Um, you know, effort to promote uh, greater standards of conduct on the field, uh, that if a player is web-carded during the year, it removes them from, from contention. Now, uh, that's just a, that's a decision that's been... It's, it's above our... Um, I was going to say pay grade. We don't get paid to do it. Um, <laughs> but, but those are the decisions that are, have been laid down and pre- presented to us, that, are, you know, that there are certain criteria that have to be met and some of them very specific to each role. But, you know, and other ones, too, that are just... a a really a joy to sort through. Um, for example, the the the, um, the Munro Award uh, for, for um, Volunteer of the Year. Mm. Every year you get put, you know, in front of you seven or eight or more uh, contenders. Each and every one of them would be a worthy winner because the the time, the dedication, the effort that they make uh, to, to making the game, um, you know keeping the game alive at, at, at grassroots level, promoting the game. You know, we've got people in there this year who, who were directly responsible or largely responsible for great increases in the numbers of, of people playing the game, um, for the promotion of, you know, um, at, you know, we've had people who, you know, great um, uh, roles that they've played in promoting people with, say, disabilities and, and um, certain um, you know aspects of the game, all that sort of thing comes into it. So that's always great fun to try and uh, find a winner out of those because every single one of them is probably a worthy winner. I just noticed there's no um, there's no black ferns in a team situation. There's no Wayne Smith in a coaching situation. Um, how did that work? Uh, no, that's not. Yeah, we've got a couple of categories there where the finalists. 
uh, are so obvious. Right. Um, for example, team of the year. Yeah. Uh, that, that that that's national teams of the year. Well, there's only five or six of them, so there's really no need to whittle it down. Same gotcha. as coach of the year. Gotcha. Um, so. so <laughs> Wait, don't worry. I'm sure Wayne Smith will get a You know, it's, it's part of the mix. Yeah. Um, um, is it hard? All Blacks Player of the Year. Gosh, the the most watched team, the most scrutinised team, and uh, Jordy Barrett, Adi Savia, Samasoni Tokiaho, Sam Whitelock, and again, you could probably chuck a couple more on there. Uh, Tony, the hard job to get it to four, even harder to get it to one. Yeah, um, and look, everyone has their opinion, and that's just the nature of the beast, isn't it? You know you're not going to please everyone. Mm. Um, and if you thought that was hard, uh, try whittling down the um, the black ferns to four. I know, I know. I'm just looking at those two and like, oh, my God. <laughs> DeMont, Fitzpatrick, yeah, I mean, Flula, There were probably two or three others uh, who, who could have made it, and obviously, you know, fan favourites as well, the likes of Ruby Tui. Uh, I mean, if you'd had a Personality of the Year award, I think she'd be a fairly strong contender for that. Uh, <laughs> but, but you know, it, but that's why you, you take the job on in the knowledge that it's not going to be easy. And, look, oh, I've got a thick skin. I know it's, you're not going to please everyone. Uh, I remember the year that uh, um, we named Kendra Coxage as Player of the Year. Now, it was the unanimous view that, that she deserved that title. But I can tell you, I hadn't even got as far as the bar before I had a couple of blokes, you know, lining me up. Not, not, in, a, not in an abusive sort of a way, but, you know, not, not agreeing with the decision. Well, you know, you just have, you have to expect that. Oh, mate, you watch the Hellbergs, you watch the Oscars, you watch the Espies, you watch the Grammys. You're never going to get unanimous, no, I'd eh? Like, I'd like to think we're not quite as political as the, uh, as the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, surely not. TJ, what's been what's and, been and, and, and heaven forbid that Kanye West appears on the on the podium and starts saying that someone else should have won this <laughs> such and such an award. We haven't had that yet. Oh, that'd be tremendous. G- give us give us your a couple of your rugby highlights uh, as we wrap up twenty twenty two. TJ, what's what what's really got you this year? Um. Well, first of all, I've got to say um, I, I really enjoyed the NPC again and I thought Wellington had a great year and I'm not giving away any clues here. Uh, you know, this just, just from a personal point of view, I love to see, uh, you know, the, the double being done, the Ramfurley Shield and the, the NPC. I think that was, that, that was great. Um, you mentioned those two stories from the Heartline. I thought that was great. I, I think probably... You know, the highlight of the year for me had to be uh, the Black Ferns winning the World Cup. I mean, it was a great tournament. Uh, it was a great celebration of not just women's rugby, women's sport, but rugby in general. And I, the, the comment that I make from that, Staffy, is that it was just a reminder of, of how good the game can be when you've got teams all going out with a positive intent. And I think that was, if, if there's anything that I, I really concerns me at the moment, is that there aren't enough teams at the, at the top level in, in, in the men's game, um, playing positively. They're trying to play around the laws. They're trying to slow the game down. They're riding the referee. All of these sorts of things, I think the game's been uh, probably over-referee. Might be best intentions, but you know when you get uh, TMOs being ticked off by the world rugby bosses for not being involved enough, you think there's a, there's a problem there. So, you know, I, I, I think... They've got some challenges, and, and it'd be, be nice to think that come the World Cup next year that the men might take a leaf from the women and just uh, think about how much of a, of a 
you know, great spectacle can be provided when teams go out there, you know, when they're interested in, in playing, interested in, you know, using the ball, moving the ball around, uh, entertaining, not stopping, not slowing it down, not arguing, that sort of thing. Brilliantly said. Brilliantly said, TJ. Really appreciate your time, and I know our listeners uh, always enjoy your input across the year. You summer well, my friend, and we will do it all again next year. Thanks heaps for, for making yeah, yourself available. Well, thank you. Hope uh, everyone be safe out there. Um, take care of each other. Have a great Christmas, and we'll do it all again. Uh, do it all again next year. Brilliant, TJ. Thanks again, buddy. Right, mate. Okay, see you. Tony Johnson from Sky Sport. Really appreciate his time.